What's up, other tone fam? On this episode, we stepped in the future. Scott, you ready for the future, bro? I'm excited about the future. We got a chance to speak to the CEO of Zooks, which is an autonomous vehicle company that was acquired by Amazon last year. And you found her. You found her online. How did you find her? Basically, I was just on the on- online surfing. And I found this video of her talking about self-driving cars, autonomous cars, or whatever. So then, of course, I thought about you guys, you and Pharrell. So I'm like, yo, I would love to talk to her and bring her on the show and see what you guys thought. Yeah, I mean, she's the CEO. She's a black woman from Senegal, which made it mm-hmm. even more of an amazing journey and story to listen to. Yeah. This is a great episode. I learned a lot. I think people listening to this episode are definitely going to be fascinated about her story and the problems that she's trying to solve. This is Aisha Evans on Other Tone. Other Tone, Tone, Tone. Pharrell has been telling us about these cars forever, which means he must love the look and design of them. Yes, uh, we, <laughs> Pharrell, do you? I do. I do. I read this article on you and then I, and then I read a couple more articles on you and I was like, wow, she's getting ready to kill it. Mm-hmm. And you're in an industry that's one of 10 booming industries that's in Africa, like mm-hmm. top market. And they were just like, you know, it's talking about way, the way you, you know, see things. And the reason why you were able to create what you've created is because of you just seeing it very clearly. I admire people who can look at the matrix and see see it for what it really is. It's so amazing to me how most people don't see what's really there. And every once in a while you encounter somebody like an Elon Musk or like an Aisha Evans or, you know, uh, Steve Jobs or, you know, people who just see things, see life a little bit different. Just, you know, reading that you were a sister, I was like, oh, we must. Yes. yes. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's quite a quite a rare uh, stratosphere to be in. <laughs> so I appreciate that. But no, I mean I love technology, um, and uh, I think that uh, growing up in uh, Senegal, West Africa, and bouncing back between Paris and Senegal, I uh, very, very, very at an early age got to see the opportunity of uh, what happens to you as an individual and to society when technology is available and when it's not. And so, um, yeah, my purpose in life is to uh, use technology to advance uh, people, uh, society, and particularly uh, folks who are underserved and don't get to participate in um, the greater economy. So cool. You started at Intel or how did you, how did you evolve into this role? And, and was it before Amazon got involved or after that you, that you got involved? (laughs) Okay, so um, I started actually at a, at Rockwell uh, Semiconductors, which got spun off into an as a silicon designer, an engineer, and uh, then moved into management. And uh, from there, eventually uh, found myself at uh, Intel 12 years ago. And I was having fun at Intel, um, learning a lot, uh, had a lot of people sponsor me, help me, and um, I would say had a meaningful impact. Uh, but when you are an African-American uh, woman in uh, technology, especially in high tech or in the Valley, you get a lot of calls from recruiters. 
And uh, a couple of times I almost left, but it was, I don't know. I had to have a one-on-one with myself. And then I decided I was never going to go to another big company. It was basically going to be the same at the end of the day. So Intel is a worthy company when it comes to semiconductors. And then uh, a friend of mine, recruiter, said, well, but uh, what can we call you for? What would be interesting? So I gave him a list and I said, uh, it has to be forward-looking technology that has a great impact on society. Uh, I didn't want a public company because uh, I have young kids and I want to protect my, uh, my private life. So I said uh, it needed to be uh, founders that needed somebody like me to get to market, but not because the board told them, because uh, inside of themselves, that's how they felt. And then I had to just fall in love with the technology, the team and vice versa. So I got a call about Zooks. I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I first got the call, I was like, ah, sounds messy and complicated and complex. <laughs> uh, but then a few friends, people I trust said, no, you should go talk to them. They are really up to something amazing. So uh, I met board members, uh, team members, and uh, the co-founder that's still there, Jesse Levinson, who's awesome. And, you know, you just have that moment when you're like, yep, this is it. If this is what I'm going to go do. Uh, transportation is super important. At the end of the day, even the internet is a transportation uh, engine. It just happens to be virtual. And so the ability to take people or for people to go from point A to point B liberates uh, life, knowledge, uh, access to whatever rocks your boat. And also the focus on cities, uh, because none of us are paying more taxes to uh, rebuild the cities and uh, we can't really take them down and rebuild them for the future. They are congested. Uh, the numbers bears that, the environment. And when you look at uh, the waste with personal automobiles today, uh, it just makes sense. I mean, 96% of the time they are idle because you're not driving and they are parked and using space. And so it just made a lot of sense to me. That's how I ended up here. Could you tell us more about the technology as far as not, I read that they're not going to be for personal, you can't buy them. So, it, you know, it's basically for like public transportation. What made y'all decide that? Um, look, at the end of the day, it's about personal mobility. Take a city like San Francisco, since I, um, I live and uh, operate in the Bay Area. You read a lot that San Francisco has a, it has a real estate problem, right? Okay. It's expensive. People can't get housing and what have you. At the same time, it has a congestion problem. The average speed limit is actually, actual speed limit is 12 miles an hour. That's how congested it is. Wow. Yep. At the same time, 30% of the traffic in uh, San Francisco is caused by people looking for parking. <laughs> That's set stat one. Stat two. 30% of the real estate footprint is actually occupied with parking. Mm -hmm. So imagine if that 30% was returned to real estate for people or for businesses. Mm -hmm. And imagine also in terms of the flow of traffic. So that's why we, sell, we, we say we don't sell vehicles. We sell you a ride and you can go from point A to point B. And then when you're not using it, somebody else is using it. It also mm -hmm. creates an efficiency in the flow of traffic. And we think that that's going to just uh, liberate economic access and just a better life, uh, plus the environment. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, a lot of the carbon uh, footprint is created by combustion engines. And so it just makes total sense to us. Now, in terms of the technology, it's a machine, basically. It's got sensors, uh, cameras that allow you to see. 
it has a LIDAR that uh, shoots a signal. And then uh, if it hits something, it comes back. So we know something is there and roughly what shape it is. It has radar, which basically looks at uh, any movement. So we may not know what it is, but we know something is moving. And then we also have a long wave IR uh, that is essentially uh, sensing heat. And this is an important topic, especially given uh, this audience and uh, your show. Mm -hmm. uh, this means that from a safety standpoint, uh, we're, we're really taking all into account uh, to try to see things so that we don't hit things. Mm -hmm. uh, if we hit them, we try to not injure them. If we injure them, we try to not have a fatality, basically. So from a safety standpoint, it's just more efficient and more effective. Now, that doesn't mean you can't own a car. You can own a personal car for personal driving. And, you know, I sometimes go drive down the coast. I enjoy driving. But this is really about just the efficiency of people movement in cities to liberate everybody and for safety, too. So to the listener, man, woman, human being, fellow human being, they, she, he, them, everybody. Are y'all inspired? Like, I mean, literally, if you're on your bike ride, you're on a treadmill, you're listening in right now. We just passed a woman this morning. She was like, I'm listening to other town right now. <laughs> um, if you're listening right now, I hope you're inspired. And I hope you're inspired for a lot of reasons, not only because of the amazing spiel that Miss Evans just gave us. Because what she said was very inspiring. But what she is, is even more inspiring. She's a woman. Right? A marginalized, disenfranchised, often attacked, hardly supported, greatly underappreciated species of female. This is a female saying this. And then when you go to the part that this is an, this is, she's of African descent. I hope that a white woman hears this and gets inspired. A white man hears this and gets inspired. I, I hope any human being that is in this existence, in this moment, in this time is inspired by what we just heard. This is the future because 20 years ago, it would not be a black woman having this conversation. 20 years ago, it would not be us privy to this conversation. 10 years. Right? This is something that we would probably read a, a really like short blurb in Popular Mechanics if you were subscribing 20 years ago. But other than that, it ain't this. It ain't this. All these variables to me should be inspiring to anyone listening to this. I just wanted to just nudge everyone. That's all. That's what you call a ping. That's a universal ping. Hey, you guys paying attention? <laughs> hey, this is a woman. This is a woman. That's you, all. I just want to say uh, that. Uh, AKA you rock. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. You did say African-American. Can you mm -hmm. explain that? Well, um, I mean, I've been in this country now for, uh, what, 20 something years. Uh, I'm married to an American um, and I have two children who are American <laughs> And okay. uh, they travel on an American passport. And on the way up right. to Tahoe, uh, my daughter was like, we were just rapping and chatting. And she was like, I don't understand. How come you still have an accent? And I'm like, that's a long story. I wasn't born here. <laughs> I've been trying to lose it, but I haven't. Don't. So no, I consider myself American <laughs> and African-American. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. But please don't lose it because it's amazing. And at one point, 
you know, people may have made you feel a, a whatever way, but I'm just letting you know, like, we, we're in season. We've always been in season, but for the whatever reason, like, this earth is paying attention. Like, black people are in season. We lit. We've been there, but everyone else is catching up. And I love your accent. I love everything that you represent. And I think that this is, this is, this is so awesome. I, I cannot, like, because I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So for me... Um, I'm being a bit selfish about this, but I'm like, man, I want my daughter to know that there are women, there's lots of women like you that exist and that are being given visibility. You know, people want to see it. People want to hear what you got to say. And then when you, then when we ask you what it's all about, you just, just come up here and just set the whole shit on fire. That was amazing. Thank you. And there are many, many, many more girls coming up. When's your birthday? <laughs> March 2nd. Pisces. Uh-uh. <laughs> now we're going into what? Astrology? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Pisces. What's, 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 what's some of the characteristics, bro? Water sign. Super fluid. Mm-hmm. Listens. Has great ears. Can be emotional. Right? It's mm-hmm. fluid. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. She agrees. There's a sensitivity in the emotions that's a little bit different. Um but um, is a great listener, is a people person and doesn't forget. I mean, by the way, all these, all these attributes are like all me. with all, all signs. It's just the Pisces does it the Pisces way. You okay. know, like, like Pisces revenge is very different than Gemini revenge. Which one worse? It just depends on who you're talking about. Scott's a Gemini. Sagittarius revenge is very, very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got different revenge. All right. Gemini is like, yo, I'm really trying to stick it to you for everything you did. <laughs> Sagittarius is like, they got to show back up at the scene of the crime. Like, hmm. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not feeling so good now. Huh? <laughs> like that's Sagittarius. They, they cannot wait to go back. Pisces is more like, it doesn't matter whether you know it was me or not. It happened. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> oh man. Now a Pisces you know, when they, when they get into that relentless pursuit, nothing can stop them. And they're loved by the ones that they're loved by, you know what I'm saying? Because of that. Cause like when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it and see it all the way through. But I don't know what your rising sign is and I don't know what your moon is. And I'm by no means a, uh, you know, a professional. There are really good people who are good at it. I'm, I am forever in kindergarten when it comes to astrology. That was pretty accurate though. Yeah. A lot of people tease me about uh, the notion of taking credit. And I'm like, uh, there is nothing better than uh, being in a meeting and uh, sort of playing chess, sort of driving your idea, but letting it come through others. And uh, then you go home and have a glass of wine and you're like, yeah, checkmate. That was pretty darn good. Because you're so fluid. It's like almost like when you're around them, they don't have to give you the whole story. You didn't tell you half and the rest you could fill it in. That's like that. That's that's the waters. That's the psychic nature of the Pisces. I mean, everybody everybody has a psychic nature. You I was know? about to say the Pisces sound like they do everything. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, we, we got props too. We got props. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. I want to be a Pisces. But it's also, but it's, but you know, and, and every sign has that. Everybody, everybody does everything. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's. I don't know. For people who understand it, they understand it. For other it. people, they're probably going to be like, in my time, like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
No, I get but it. But she gets it. I get it. I get it. She gets it, and all the Pisces women out there get it. All the Pisces ladies, you know, just Let say what's shout up. Shout out. Shout us out in the timeline. We're here. Without giving away any secrets or whatever, how do you guys like test the vehicles? Like, when I first heard about, um, you know, the autonomy cars or whatever, autonomous cars, you know, the first question people think is safety. Of course. Um, so um, there are three different vectors for testing. So first of all, we have a fleet of uh, Toyota Highlanders uh, that have the exact same sensor architecture in terms of the placement, the geometrical placement, as well as the compute, because all of that data goes to, at the end of the day, a computer that is crunching all that. So we look at the world in terms of perception, meaning perceiving what's going on around us. Then a prediction, meaning what's gonna, what, what are the agents, meaning uh, um, uh, other automobiles or uh, pedestrians or scooters, bikes, what are they going to do and what do we need to do? And then from there, we make a decision and send that to uh, what we call the planner and motion control that essentially uh, moves the, picks the trajectory and moves the vehicle. So that, uh, that Toyota Highlander fleet allows us to do real world testing of our software stack so that it's almost like it's learning to drive and it's accumulating miles and situations and scenarios and so on. Then... Mm. Uh, in addition to that, uh, sometimes this vehicle, you know, AI, contrary to uh, uh, popular belief, human beings are underrated. Uh, we are not just uh, mathematical engines when it comes to our brain. We have intuition. Uh, we have built-in memory. And so there are situations where the vehicle doesn't know what to do, meaning, let's say, a construction zone that's very windy or something like that. Or it mm -hmm. has to break a rule in order to proceed. So, for example, in the city, imagine a narrow road and you have a delivery truck in front of you. So it has to cross the double yellow line to go around the vehicle and do it in a safe manner. So that's sort of the what we call the driving behaviors testing. Then we have an incredible amount of simulation where we take all of these scenarios. So every every night when the vehicle come, vehicles come back to base, we basically take all of the data, all of the driving data, we load that onto the simulator and if we made a mistake or if the safety driver had to take over, we can replay the scenario and say, what happened here? Is it a situation we don't know or did the vehicle mess up or did we have a bug or something like that? And we can also add more scenarios. So let's say there were two pedestrians. We can say, huh, what if we make it 10 pedestrians going in different directions? Are we making the same, the right decisions or not? After all that, we take that stack and put it onto the purpose-built vehicle which remember has no steering wheels, no pedals, no manual control. And we test at a test track. We test at also automobile uh, sort of industry standard facilities for durability, crash testing and so on. And we test on uh, private roads. Uh, and then from there, we will eventually get to uh, Las Vegas and other places, meaning on public roads among tra amongst other drivers. Wow. And is Las Vegas going to be the first city? Yeah. We call it the the um, <laughs> affectionately the one street dance urban environment. So the strip, <laughs> and it's it's also economically viable uh, because uh, well I know it's COVID right now, so we have to be careful. Uh, but you know at some point it, there won't be COVID anymore. We will go back to some level of normal. And uh, there's a lot of traffic, people going from hotel to hotel, casino to casino, restaurants, shows, and so on. And uh, it's very dense, and that will be our first city. Yes. Two things. One, 
You're smiling because you know you're killing this shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know you're inspiring so many like human beings right now. Um, that's one. That was kind of like a rhetorical statement slash question. And then the other one was, am I sensing a French accent there too? Do you speak how many languages do you speak? Is that French? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I speak French uh, fluently. I uh spent okay. um half of my childhood uh, or more uh in Paris. Um, and then I speak a little bit of Hebrew and uh, a little bit of German. A little and, bit of Hebrew. Um, wow. Yeah. And Hebrew, Hebrew, yeah. Shem Shalom Shalom. Shalom Shalom. Yeah, I lived okay. in uh, I, I lived in Israel for two years, uh, and then I speak Wolof, which is uh, one of the actually the main uh, sort of uh, local language in Senegal. I speak Wolof too. Well off. <laughs> well off. God is the greatest. Oh, but uh, I need to just say this right quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Sudanese and the Senegalese are some of the most beautiful human beings on the planet. Aww. I've said it many times before. I just need to say it again. Those women in Senegal and those women in Sudan, my Lord. My Lord. That's when you know. When you see... Someone as beautiful as that, you recognize that those are just signatures of the maker. That's mm-hmm. just him flexing. Flex. Like, let me sign my name. <laughs> the way he signs his name, that's a human being. I just wanted to say that. But you're in a good mood. Yeah, I, I like am. It. I like you. But, I, but, but, it, but it's mainly spawned by the fact that you exist. Aww. You exist. Man, I've just been, you know what it is? I've been encountering, I've been blessed to meet so many amazing black women in my life. My mom, my grandmothers, like, you know, coworkers, you know, but it's just different when you're, when you're talking technology. I mean, Michelle Obama is like crazy. Just yeah. goat levels. <laughs> you goat. know what I'm saying? The goat. Um, Stacey Abrams. Another goat. Mm-hmm. Goat levels. Yes. And it's like to, to meet you, and I love what all the rest of my other sisters are doing. That's amazing, Go. right? Like what, I've, what our sisters are doing out there in the world. Like, you know, we got an AKA in the White House. Like it's a lot of great things happening. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to technology. Yeah, technology a little different. The tech, the, the, you know, technology, even AI, you know, I've been reading about a lot of um, systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Right? There was one woman mm-hmm. that just left Google here recently. And uh, a lot of people were singing her praises as a code writer and programmer and just someone from that world. And, you know, when you listen to the things that she has to say, you know, she's not only technologically like advanced, but she's also very, you know, philosophically, I think that she's like, and she's really dialed in as well. And if you listen to her story, you understand why I'm saying, whoa, I'm talking to Aisha Evans right now. I'm talking to the exceptions to the rule. Mm. There's not enough people of color in the in the space of technology in that sector. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. And so we're, true. you know, we, right? We're looking at somebody that like went through the system and and came to the crossroads and was like, you know what? I've learned a lot, but I'm ready to learn for myself and learn for my company and learn for my brand and learn for my culture. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's and it's working. That's why I'm lit. Uh, I'm with you. That's what I'm tuning into. I'm too. I'm, I'm tuning into Scott. Man. If I'm going too far, I'll shut up. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. 
Well, mm-hmm. at, at which point was that path the most challenging? Was it solving problems or was it getting your foot in the door? It's challenging all the time. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it, but it's one of those moments where uh, I'll tell you what, like when I was in Senegal, um, even as a young child, um, most of my um, friends in Senegal would say, well, you know, you're just a tourist here. You're really French. Um, When I was in France, it was like, well, you're from Senegal. Then I came to the US and it's like, well, you know, sometimes I'm at the supermarket and I just say thank you to the clerk. And she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, uh, uh, what do you mean? Where am I from? I'm from here. <laughs> so um, I had to make a choice to be uh, adaptable. Uh, I had to make a choice to, um, I don't want to live my life angry uh, because I truly believe in what Buddha says, which is that um, <laughs> holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So um it's a matter of um, every time I encounter a situation, uh, think about it, choose generosity, because in general, that's a better path. Uh, sometimes also uh, forgive. Sometimes, as he said earlier, during his Pisces descrip- description, just persevere and get there and have a little smile. And then, uh, you know, I'm the boss of me. That's who I can control. I can't control others. Try to lead by example. Um, I'm lucky also to have a great support system around me. And this is a point, if you don't mind, that I really want to make. That support system is, um, how am I going to say this without getting in trouble? A lot of a lot of African-American people, especially at Intel, where there were many more than at Zooks, uh, they would ask me uh, to sponsor them. And I would say, yeah, I can sponsor, I can coach you. But at the end of the day, uh, the decisions are held by people who don't look like us. And so it's important mm-hmm. to get sponsors who don't look like us and get them invested in your in your path forward. And so uh, a lot of very um, high-powered white males or of other descents really uh, took an interest with me uh, on me and really helped me. And I, that is my biggest piece of advice. And when you think about it from a mathematical standpoint, um, if the decision the decision belongs to the decision maker, so if People who don't look like you have the power and have the authority. You need to find a way to get them to take interest in you and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. Very smart. And by the way, all the progre- all, a lot of the progression that's happened in this nation wasn't just because we mobilized. We mobilized many times. We had to convince the people who were in the positions of power to think about things in a much more different way. Needed to explain to him why it would be lucrative first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. really what it where it starts. It's that's like, what? well, listen, you're going to make more money. Oh, well, you know, well, why didn't you say that? <laughs> you mentioned people dying. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned people mm-hmm. marginalized. You mentioned people disenfranchised. But I mean, you didn't mention anything about more money. Well, <laughs> shit, Pharrell, come sit down with us. <laughs> yeah. Shit, Aisha. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get behind you right now. More money. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, could you did you mind saying hello to somebody? I'm sorry. We have the whole fucking board right now. <laughs> the whole board's waving. Wave, guys. Yeah. That m- <laughs> That's all the fuck they want to hear is that there is a much money's hope. greater picture. And, and that is what you were able to articulate. And I don't know. I'm like, I feel you, sis. <laughs> Thank you.
So was you there before Amazon? So I joined Zooks um, in February, uh, two years ago. And, uh, you know, in a, in a private startup, right, there's fundraising and all these things. So our vision is uh, and our mission, it's, it's ambitious. And so we had a lot of conversations about uh, the future and uh, mm -hmm. how to fund uh, this endeavor so that we could focus on the work. And then uh, in March, <laughs> COVID hit. That was not a good moment. Mm. Obviously, COVID is a bad situation to begin with. But uh, when you're mm -hmm. a capital intensive uh, startup and COVID hits, and oh, by the way, you work on hardware, so people need to be in the office or nothing happens. Uh, mm. We really uh, we really had to ask ourselves. And uh, back to sponsors, uh, Andy Grove, who uh, was co-founder and uh, CEO of Intel, uh, a wonderful uh, human being and, uh, and leader. May he rest in peace. Uh, he, one of the things he taught me was that um, in a time of crisis, bad companies die, good companies survive and uh, great companies thrive and really emerge stronger. So that really got us to sit down and we ended up being selected uh, by Amazon to be uh, acquired. So that closed about five, six months ago. And it's a privilege mm -hmm. to be, uh, to be in, uh, in that company, learning a lot. And really um, this gives us the freedom and uh the energy to focus on the work as opposed to just, uh, you know, fundraising all the time. Besides their money, are there other resources that Amazon has that can help you guys move this along at a quicker pace? Yes, uh, AWS is quite important uh, because at the end of the day, uh, this car, uh, when you uh, get rid of all the car parts, is essentially a server on wheel, right? A high performance, performance computer on wheels. Second of all, um, Amazon, and you know, I know um, there are a lot of opinions about Amazon, but one of the things that, uh, that is important to us is that they've been very successful at creating multi-billion dollar businesses that were either adjacent or away from their core. I mean, they started, uh, what, 27 years ago with selling books and look at all the mm -hmm. businesses uh, they've created. So there's a leadership culture and an execution culture that we're really benefiting from and uh, learning a lot from. Uh, and then in the future, we, as, we, uh, as we are safe and we deploy the, the vehicle, I will admit that uh, there are a lot of opportunities to do some things together. So um, uh, I don't know if people realize, for example, Whole Foods uh, is also an Amazon subsidiary. So imagine mm -hmm. uh, matching you with your groceries on your way home. There are a lot of things that we, we hope to, uh, to earn the opportunity mm. to unleash. Crazy. What, what do you mean by matching you with your groceries? Well, so let's say uh, you're at the office and you order a Zooks. We would pick up your, your groceries uh, before picking you up. And then uh, once we have your groceries, we come get you and drop you off at home. Hey, man, the, the, the possibilities are endless. I'm, um... The world is going to be very different a few decades from now. There's no question about it. Uh, when AI is going to be able to uh, help a niche in all types of industries, I think we're at the beginning of that wave, basically. I was just going to say real quick, just like everybody, they think we're going back like, oh, man, you know, once this is over and, you know, and everybody's had their vaccine, we're going to go back to what it used to be. The world is forever changed, you guys. The world is never going backwards. All the variables that we've been going through, they're all catalysts for the way life is about to be. These are not little, just little mishaps and haphazard, you know, isolated events. Everything that's happening right now is going to make us as a species posture up against these things to be prepared for these things. And those metrics and measures that are going to be taking, taking place, 
will be a new life as we know it. Our kids will be like, what? What do you mean? Of course. There's da 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 And you'll be like, man, when I was growing up, we never had da 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what she's saying. Yeah. Like, AI is the new, like, industrial revolution. So, in decades. I'm, 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 I'm no. Honest. You said not, not decades. No. You're two to three years out from a different world. Oh, and yeah. by the no, way, I agree with that. when we were at XPRIZE, what was it? 2018? The last time was 19, but we were in 18 when they were talking to us about all of the robots that would be a part of American life. And if you think about it, there's Siri, there's Alexa, mm-hmm. right? But And then there's like what your car, you know, what Tesla, what the Tesla cars do thus far, mm-hmm. right? Parking, driving, but where it's going right now, like it's not going backwards. They kept saying to us, like, listen, there are going to be robots for everything. When can I get in the Zoot's car? That's what I want to know. Uh, if you visit Las Vegas, uh, sooner rather than later. Look, it's not next year, okay. but it's also not uh, five years or never, as, as people say. Uh, then we've been public about the fact that after Las Vegas, we're going to San Francisco. And then from there, we think that we will have enough of uh, sort of the machinery, the learnings to be able to scale faster. So th- those are, we're not making, we haven't really announced like public deployment dates, but that's sort of the timeline we're on. I was going to say, in Vegas, what do you estimate will be the average ride, the length of the average ride? Oh, it's very short. Um, Two to three minutes. Uh, Now, with traffic, it can go up to five, but people just hop from... uh, from places to places. By the way, one of the things we had to look at in Vegas too is uh, um, uh, there are... uh, uh, Hangover proof. uh, Well, yeah, hangover proof is definitely important. And also the material of the the seating uh, because one of the things that is apparently very popular is there are clubs where it's a pool and so people go in bathing suits and mm, then come back yeah. and now want to get back to their hotel. So we, from a, from a customer experience standpoint, we really think about all these little details because this vehicle is really conceived for riders. Cool. I get it. What do you think happens if Apple enters the space with Tesla and uh, market cap of all the different companies uh, now being involved? Does it get bigger? Does it, does it shrink for some companies? Look, uh, we think this is a huge market. I mean, transportation is a huge market. Uh, um, I can quote Morgan Stanley, calls it uh, uh, in steady state, a multi-trillion dollar opportunity. Uh, We know the invisible hand from Adam Smith. Uh, Multi-trillion dollar markets are not controlled or dominated by one company. There are going to be several players. Now, I don't think it's going to be 20 or 30 players anytime soon because uh, the talent... Uh, the amount of technology. You have to be really good at software, really good at AI, uh, really good at sensor technology, really good at both high-performance compute and sort of uh, controls. Uh, So we think that there will be, I don't know, five, six, seven companies in this market in steady state. We're just focused on making sure that Zooks, uh, a subsidiary of Amazon, is one of them. And we know that we will have fellow travelers and competitors, and that's okay. That's good for the customer. Where did the name Zooks come from? There is an organism uh, that actually uh, uses uh, uh, photosynthesis uh, to move around. And uh, it's called, it's basically called the Zooksantella. And so Zooks came from that because you can see uh, the environment, right? Photosynthesis. You can see autonomy because it's moving. And that's where the the name came from. (laughs) Got it. Okay. It's cool. I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate driving, so I'm ready. 
I hate driving, man. And I hate <laughs> drivers. We really about to be in the Jetsons, bro. No, we're here. No, we ain't here yet. We yeah, just, no, 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 we're behind. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. They, te- te- the technology exists. The companies are launching. And people are used to like, you know, the way that they've been doing things. But that's the older generation. These kids, they not connected to the old stuff. Like, Yeah, so they ain't going to be buying cars and stuff like that. They, man, they're like, the man, line. I got shit to experience. Ain't nobody got time to drive. Like there are people, wow. there are people who are driving who want to drive, right? <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on. They gonna, it's gonna be a time where they be like, man, I got time for parking. So the same thing <laughs> happened, right? They were, pe- they were, when they were creating the cars, there mm-hmm. were people who were like, are you kidding me? Feeling that actual horsepower, being on the horse, being connected, being the one with the spirit of the horse. This is a good horse. You get 20 good years, 30 good years or whatever it is that you get out of it. Man, you know, people are doing things differently. And yeah, you know, yeah. every once in a while you get a good horse that can pull a carriage and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's and then crazy. there was a guy that was like, man, you mean all I got to do is sh- shift this gear and move this clutch? And, and I and I can be out of here? And I got to feed it? Yeah. Well, it's a different thing. So here we are again. Okay. That's the future. Can you bring your dog in the zooks? Yeah. You know what? This is the first time I get this question, actually. Um, I suppose that's something we can make happen. I mean, we would have to, to think about, uh, um, are you riding alone or are you pooling? If you're riding alone, that's a little bit simpler. So in your profile and so on. But yeah, that can be arranged. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. Something else that you're going to have to solve... Mm-hmm. is odors. Some people feel the need to wear half the goddamn bottle <laughs> of cologne. Okay? Some people feel half feel the need to wear half the bottle of the perfume. I got it. Right? Some people <laughs> don't wear nothing. Don't recognize the importance of a bath before getting in somebody else's situation it's and coming different. in with 10,000 light years of funk attached to them. The funk of a You're going to have years. to deal with that. I am guessing I that you guys that. are probably going to make some of the most amazing, uh, you know. I'm partnering with Febreze. Listen, <laughs> is it UV rays? Like what kills, what zaps everything in there? Because you're I going to it. deal with it. some funk. It. What is it? it? Yeah, Listen, so you, you, look. Go ahead. The cheap, the cheap version. You can just have like nose clips and 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 no, bro. I'm trying to get. I said, look, 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 look. No, I'm, I'm, I said, so we're talking about a billion dollar thing. I, I wanna... said the cheap version. I'm I'm gonna tell you the the, the you know the other side. If you just want a real fix, you just put like nose pins in 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 the glove compartment. Aside from that, in the billion dollar industry, you can either have a sensor in the car when the car smells some funk, it roll down the window. No, oh, that's that's mid no. level. That's mid level. No, mid-level. it has to be un. It has to be un. That's mid level. No, I'm going but, to the top. But 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 they only go to the top. All right, to the top. We're gonna have a UV, UV ray to. I just some, said that. No, no, no. You didn't say this. <laughs> you come in the car. If the car sensor goes off, if you smell, there's gonna be a, a, a UV ray that deploys a robot to grab you by the collar and throw you out the car. <laughs> 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 okay, so why don't I tell stop. you what's in there then? <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> right, oh my saying. gosh. So uh, we, <laughs> we actually have a quite a sophisticated uh, HVAC system <laughs> in the in the oh, vehicle. HVAC. Yeah, that uh, recirculates air around. We also have a, um, a sort of a system for uh, neutralizing scents. And then, of course, mm. uh, yes. 
we're, we're looking at uh, uh, UV ray also because from a <laughs> Not just from a from a scent <laughs> preference, but just from a hygiene standpoint, right? COVID notwithstanding, yeah. that also would be a good thing. And then, See? if all else fails, uh, we'll we'll have uh, we have ways of figuring out what's going on uh, in the vehicle and just pull it off the fleet, take it to base. This is a very modular vehicle in how it's uh, how it's built, and you can basically replace the seating tub and uh, most of the most of the parts that the customer comes comes into contact with uh, in a very short amount of time, and then redeploy the vehicle. That's great. So, so I'm picturing in my head. I got an app, Zoops app. I come out of the club. I want to go to another club, or I'm coming out of the hotel. It ain't got to be a club. Click on the app. My profile comes up. I put in. The de destination, wait, car come pick me up, take me to my next place. I'm out. That's it. That's it. Peace out. Wow. Yeah. This is cool, man. I can't yeah. wait. It's another level. I love it. I see now all of a sudden, all of my, you know, ancestral celebration. Now you guys get it. Now y'all can, you know, because I know y'all was like, okay, he's overdoing it. Now y'all understand. I was clear. Nah. <laughs> I felt I felt a little energy. Wow. You guys were judging. But the sister is popping the fuck off. Okay? For everybody. <laughs> yeah. Aisha Evans is popping the fuck off. Yes, man. Amazon was like, what's good? We are getting behind you. We're gonna partner with you. And she is now her brand is now under the Amazon umbrella. Seriously. Receiving all of the benefits of being up under it. Flex. Yeah. With the same mission. And lots of opportunities ahead. Listen, you a gem, sis. You a gem. You a gem because you're shining, but you also flexing. You a gem. <laughs> Thank you. Other tone, tone, tone. Subscribe to Other Tone wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on Instagram. New episodes drop every Monday. Other Tone is hosted by Pharrell Williams, Fam Lay, and Scott Venner. Executive producers are Pharrell Williams, Scott Venner, and Moses Shoyola. Engineers are Mike Larson and Mike Hernandez. Theme music is by Thundercat. Other Tone is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio, Ivana Tucker, Whitney Donaldson, and Nick Dooley. 